Have you ever failed at something but learned a valuable lesson despite the pain of your failure? I've been there way too many times. Thank you very much. Yet the pain helped me grow. I couldn't see it at the time, but it was part of something bigger. Today, on the Reinvention Rebels podcast, we're talking the power of life lessons to shake things up, move us forward, and help us see new possibilities. Because sometimes those hard-earned lessons are important steps in our evolution to get to where we are today. Welcome to Reinvention Rebels, stories of brave and unapologetic women 50 to 90 years young who have boldly reimagined life on their own terms to find new purpose and possibilities. I'm your host, Wendy Battles. Ready for a dose of inspiration? Let's get to it. Hey everyone, welcome to the Reinvention Ripples podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Wendy. This is the place to come for information and so much inspiration about what is possible in midlife and beyond when we decide we are getting after those things that light us up, when we decide we're ready to go on a reinvention journey. And when we do it in a bold, unapologetic, I'm doing things on my terms now way, I call those women reinvention rebels. They are fierce. They are often fearless. They are remarkable and they are figuring it out. Even though sometimes we do what I called doing it scared, yet doing it anyway. That's what these women are up to. And that's what you're in for when you listen to the podcast. So I am so happy you're here. I do want to say that I had such a good time last week interviewing Robin Sauls of the Tangled Silver magazine. She is so inspiring. If you're in midlife, I don't know about you, but I am definitely on a hair journey. That gray is coming in and, you know, we're each trying to figure out what's right for us. And one of the things that Robin talked about is that there's no right or wrong way to figure out our hair as we age. Some of us have amazing silver locks and we've let it go gray and it looks so good. Some of us are in what I call the hybrid mode, like me right now, kind of coloring and then not coloring and just having a little fun experimenting with it. And then there are so many women like me who have been coloring and keep on coloring. And all of those things are awesome. It's just figuring out what's right for us. What I really loved about our conversation is how she talked about the powerful, very empowering Silver Sisters community and how these amazing women really connect around that and empower each other. If you didn't have a chance to listen to this episode, it is so good. And Robin is so wise. I really encourage you to do so. You know, of course, I've linked to it in the show notes. I'm also excited because this week I've been wrapped up with the Goals with Soul Virtual Summit. It is organized by my friend Kate House, who is some kind of amazing, a fellow podcaster. And she's brought together these amazing women from all over the country and, and some outside the U.S., 
to share really impactful short podcast episodes over the course of four days. So every day there are different episodes and I hopefully you already signed up and you are listening. I loved doing my session with her. It was about transforming from the inside out, that it's an inside job. It was called the inside job of transformation. And oh, it was so good. We had the best conversation. So I hope you're tuning in and soaking up all of the wisdom from those sessions. Today, I'm back for part two in a series about failure as a stepping stone to later success. I know, sometimes we fail, it can be really disappointing, and it doesn't always happen when we want it to on our timetable. I'm like one of those people, I want it now, but of course, that doesn't always line up. And I believe that the universe is always supporting us even through our failures, even when we can't see it, even when we are not sure how it's gonna work out. And sometimes we don't understand why we failed or things didn't go the way we expected. You might remember that in part one of this three-part series a couple weeks ago, I talked about how failures can help us become persistent. They help us build persistence and perseverance. You may recall I told a story about my health coaching business and how I gave up way too easily, but how that laid the groundwork for podcasting. I now understand what it means to persist through ups and downs and keep going. That was a powerful lesson learned from that failure. Of course, you can check out the episode. I've linked to it in the show notes. I want to take that conversation a step further by discussing the power of lessons, even super hard ones, and how they really can help us move forward. I know we've all heard that phrase, I had to learn it the hard way. And of course, it kind of sucks, right? Who wants to do that? I bet you can relate to that. I'm sure that's happened to you. I've had my fair share of those learning things the hard way. But when you're a kid, lessons don't have the same meaning, certainly, that they do when we're an adult. We can process, we can think about it, we can contextualize things, and we have a framework that we just don't have as a kid. So when things don't work out, it is really devastating because we don't have the perspective to understand it's all going to work out and that life is so much bigger than this one thing. But as adults, we certainly can, once we can step back a little bit and get over the initial disappointment, we can take a look at what's going on and think about it through this lens of there may be a lesson in this thing that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And what I found is that the lesson is often much better. It's more impactful and it often pushes me in the direction I wanted to go, but in a more powerful way. So I get over that initial disappointment. I get the perspective. I see the lesson in it and then it enables me to move forward. So I wanted to tell you about another story today. And this one is about when I started doing voiceover work back in the 90s. And from that experience, I have learned three really important lessons that have everything to do with what I'm doing today with podcasting. But at the time, I never would have been able to make that connection. Podcasting wasn't even something that existed back in the 90s, right? So it's interesting how sometimes we are failing forward. Sometimes things happen and we get some experience that might not be applicable right away, but years later, it can make all the difference. So this is how it started. Back in the 90s, I did a lot of speaking in different jobs. Sometimes I was interviewed for different things. And people always said, Wendy, you have 
a great voice. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. You know, I kind of take that, listen to it. But at some point, as things often align with the universe, I happened to see that the Learning Annex was offering this one-night course on voiceovers. And you, I don't know, for I don't, it wasn't a lot of money. You go and you spend like two or three hours and you get to read some copy. And then if you if they think you have potential, basically it's all to get you to, you know, spend money to make a demo tape so that you can work on your voice acting career. So of course I was all in because I'm the kind of person that I'm open to trying new things, even when I have really no clue what I'm doing. So I was like, yeah, let me give this a try. So I went to the course and it was a lot of fun. Then I paid, I don't know how much money, but to make this demo tape. And interestingly, the producer I was working with was a little difficult. And I had a hard time and sometimes even taking the direction and figuring out what he wanted me to do. But I, I did it. I made this demo tape. It sounded really good. Back then, the way that you got work, the what was suggested to me is that you ordered this guide from the state of Connecticut where I live, from the Department of Economic Development. In that guide, there was a list of every single production studio in the state of Connecticut. You know, this is back before digital and you could kind of produce your own work. I literally sent my demo tape, which was on a cassette tape, to all of these studios. Again, you know, I'm kind of stabbing in the dark. I've never done this before. I really don't have any experience, but I'm like, willing to give it a try. So I did that. And interestingly, I started to get some work. I started getting phone calls from producers. And it's really interesting that I ended up developing some really good relationships with some producers where we just like had a great connection. And then they would ask me to come back for other jobs and it worked out really well. And then I got some like work doing voicemail messages, you know, voice trees for companies. It was, it was a mix of things. Now, mind you, I, I had a day job. I wasn't quitting my job for this. So it was really on the side things. And I had some really cool jobs. Like I did this very cool job for IBM Microelectronics. And it was, believe it or not, I know we don't have these anymore, but it was a recording for a CD-ROM they were using to recruit college students on college campuses via, you know, for career opportunities. So that part was all good. Now, the challenging part is that I went to a job and it was a, it was a tough one. I had to play a harried housewife who didn't get a mortgage and had screaming kids and needed a bigger house. And I was having a really hard time getting it right. And I remember they said, okay, take a break. And I was so scared I was going to get fired. I was like, oh my God, I can't get fired from this job. This is a real big studio. But I got it together and I did it and that was all good. But then it happened that I went to another job and the client was there and it was with this producer I'd worked with many times before, but it just wasn't working out. And I can't believe it, but I got fired on the spot in a very nice way though, I gotta say. But I felt terrible, of course, because you know, who wants to get fired from a job? And it's not great for the ego, but it was an important lesson. Now, just put that in your little list of things that happened because the thing about being a voice actor is that it's like being an actor. It's hard work. You have a lot of rejection. And what happened is that I got into the stereotypes about there's not enough work for women. It's mostly men. It's really hard to do it. It's really hard to make it. So I got all in my head about these things. And that was sort of a recipe for me to, over time, stop doing it, to give up. 
which is kind of what I mentioned in the last episode that I have the habit sometimes of giving up too easily. I could have tried a lot harder. I even had um, a meeting with an agent in New York. I didn't get signed, but those were all signs of going in the right direction. And that's where persistence would have helped. But at the time, I just was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I need to, you know, have another job. So I, I didn't continue. Those Some of those things got to me. And when I got perspective later on, though, I started to see that there were some lessons in that. And when I say later on, I mean, fast forward two decades later, I got back into doing voiceovers. I made a fresh demo tape and I was ready to kind of shop it around. And my heart just wasn't in it. I just wasn't enthused about doing ads for products. That's just not what I was thinking. But Interestingly enough, I think one of the things that can happen from failure is that it leads us in another direction. And one of the places it was leading me was ultimately to podcasting, that I'm taking my skills as a voice actor and now having done tons of speaking and used my voice in so many other ways for recordings, for other things. That was all part of this larger plan that I couldn't see at the time when I was quitting my voiceovers in the 90s, but is paying dividends, you know, many, many years later. So let me tell you about the three lessons I learned from this experience of not continuing with the voiceovers and feeling like I failed. One, we need to invest in ourselves and shortcuts aren't always the answer. Sometimes we need training. Remember I said that I'd gotten fired and I often didn't feel like I knew what I was doing. I was doing it by the seat of my pants. Well, training would have really helped me build my skills and feel more confident. Fast forward all these years later as a podcaster, what did I do? I invested in myself when I was starting the podcast. I took a course about how to get started because I didn't know anything about that. And I didn't assume that I could just figure it out. I knew I needed help. So lesson number one is that we need to invest in ourselves and be willing to ask for help in what ever form that might show up. Number two, just because you fail right now, it doesn't mean that experience isn't valuable because it could be that that is laying the groundwork for your future experiences, as I just talked about with the podcasts. So failing at the voiceovers, did many things in between, still using those skills with my voice. And here we are years later. Now it comes in so handy to have this voiceover experience. And I will say that when I went back to to try to restart my voiceover career in 2018, I invested in training. So I did work on some of those skills and those skills have proved to be really, really helpful now. Our past failures are often setting the stage for our future endeavors. And then lesson number three, these lessons we learn can be applicable to so many different parts of our lives. So it's not limited to just the podcasting. You know, the voiceovers aren't necessarily just related to the podcasting, but I used some of that voiceover work when I was a health coach. And I then I started doing, so I started doing in radio interviews and I started doing TV spots on our local ABC affiliate. The skills that I learned and the experiences I had were preparing me for this interim step. So I used that as, as part of my health coaching. But then ultimately, this bigger picture as I grew into podcasting. So I think it's really interesting that there were really powerful lessons I learned. They weren't all obvious at the beginning. I was able to appreciate them when I had more distance, but they've made a big difference in me seeing how those failures are definitely stepping stones toward that bigger thing we're working toward, even though sometimes we don't know what that is, but that years later we can see how all of those pieces of the puzzle actually interlock 
and fit together in pretty powerful ways. My thought for you today is to take a step back and think about times when you have failed. Despite the fact that it didn't feel good, you have failed. What lessons did you gain from those failures as you look back at them? What have you learned that is applicable to what you're doing today? In what way did those lessons ultimately benefit you in your growth and evolution? Some things for you to chew on about today's episode. So always remembering that those failures are stepping stones to our larger success. Don't get so caught up on the setbacks and think more about how we can use that to fail forward into more meaningful things that are helping us along the way in our journey. I hope that this was good food for thought for you today. I'm so glad that you're here. I do want to mention that this idea of doing it scared, doing it anyway, is so compelling that when you get that inkling, there's something you want to do and you're scared to do it. I want to encourage you to go for it. We all know life is short. We all know that things happen every day. It's so much more powerful when we go for it. And if you're thinking, Wendy, I don't know how to go for it. I'm too scared to even get started. I am going to tell you and encourage you about downloading my Do It Scared, Do It Anyway cheat sheet to help you get started. It's a little push in the right direction to work through your fears and figure out how you can move toward that thing you really want to do. I cannot wait to see you back here next week for another fantastic guest episode with an amazing Anna Titer. You are going to love her reinvention story. She is so inspiring. So more to come on that. But until that time, please keep shining your light. The world needs you and everything you have to offer. tired of waiting for someday? Feel like you're too old or it's too late to reinvent yourself? Unsure of how you'd even get started on the path to midlife reinvention? I'm here to help. As your guide on the side and host of the top 2% globally rated Reinvention Rebels podcast, I've been around the reinvention block a lot. Here's a simple way you can get started. Sign up for my free audio, Five questions to spark your curiosity and inspire your reinvention rebel journey. It all starts with getting curious about what's possible. And I've got five questions to help tease out some very cool ideas. Let's get started. Details are in the show notes.